0: The late night anger management class continues. This is for I am Gabo Morensi. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on Ohio State getting eight and a half points against uh, Alabama. The total is 74 and a half. FanDuel's got a full list of props posted. We'll go over them, um, you know, over the next uh, hour. Ian Cameron is going to step up and in. Bob Banno. Uh, Babano, Ian Cameron, Sharp Capra, he'll uh, throw it down uh, with us. Interesting and strange dude. And Babano's Twitter account seems to be getting stranger by the day, actually. I think the uh, the pandemic's getting to us all. I think the pandemic is uh, getting to us all. <laughs> right? uh, so but uh, Babano's gonna step up and in and kick it with us um, at Babano on uh, Twitter. Joe Lisi just uh, joined us talking about the national championship game. And Joe's thinking this game is going under the number. And I don't see it. I think both teams, I think we're gonna get I think it gets there. I don't think it's I don't think it skyrockets. Like I don't think it just sails like shoots over the number. I think it'll be a little bit of a battle. Like it'll be like, okay, listen, you know, what's the end game now? And it'll sort of be close to it. But I think ultimately I you know I think ultimately we are going to I think you're going to need to win like 45 points if you're going to win this game. I'd be surprised if the winning team you know doesn't get into the 40s and mid 40s maybe high 40s. We're talking about two explosive explosive offenses and Ohio State secondary is often criticized you know and people like you know this year it's not like the Buckeyes have been known for having a bad secondary over the years. But people feel as though that's the weakness of Ohio State. Yeah, I don't know. They played against the greatest college quarterback of all time, supposedly, in Trevor Lawrence last week, and they shut him down. They intercepted him. They shut him down. But it's because they did not get pressure on him. And Alabama's offense is better than Clemson's offense. But I think generally overall, people, people are disrespecting Ohio State. I think they're disrespecting the Big Ten. I think they're disrespecting Ohio State and not acknowledging that Ohio State have big-time NFL talent on their football team, all right? It's not like they're intimidated by Smith or Harris. They're badasses as well. They're going to the NFL, too. The late-night anger management class,
1: we're breaking it down. Vent your rage, bring it. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm a Rageaholic. (laughs) I just can't live without (laughs) Rageaholic.
0: night -night anger management class. This is sports, I am Dave Marensi. 844-843-6879. We'll uh, we'll go to the pipelines in a moment uh, here, take a couple of uh, calls, although uh, I know, listen, I know we got our main man, Kevin. I know Kevin's, uh, we'll get to Kevin in Chicago in a second, but I think we got a dude, what's his name, Rayshon from from Baltimore, except I've got a good memory. That's the dude, um, listen, I wasn't offended, but... Um, He did go on like a a profanity-laced tirade uh, last time he was on our show. I remember. I remember there was an incident, (laughs) because it it wasn't like one or two. He just started going off. He started going off, and um, yeah, yeah, I remember you, buddy. (laughs) I remember you. Um, All right, so we're breaking it down. Countdown to kickoff is on. I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, national championship uh, game. So we'll get back to it, just uh, for the record. So it's eight and a half right now, 74 we We'll go over all these props, player props that they have up. And we were talking about the touchdown scores. I think, you know, the way you got to go is, like, the first touchdown score of the game. You know, and I'm seeing Ohio State players. There's some big money for them. Plus 650 for Trey Sermon. Man, the guy's got four touchdowns, guys, in the last three games. He's rushed for like six hundred and thirty, uh, you know, five yards. Um, Ohio State are going to run the football. Think Alabama are tough to run on, but they're going to give it to Sermon when they get inside the ten, or if they're inside the seven or something. There's a good chance that Sermon punches it in. At um, I got to tell you, plus six fifty, Trey Sermon to score the game's first touchdown is intriguing. Um, is intriguing to me. All right, so the National Football League. If you're just joining us uh, right now, shout out to everybody tuning in on SiriusXM. Channel 204 and all of our other radio affiliates uh, as well on the AM uh, dial. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are getting seven points uh, right now to the Green Bay Packers, and the total is 46 and a half. I said this earlier, and I'll repeat myself. Out of all the matchups that the Rams get here, they would have been better off playing anybody else. Like they would have been okay playing Tampa. They play Tampa this year. They beat Tampa. They would have been all right playing against the Saints. They always beat the Saints. Right, like you go down like the list, it's like really, we get the Packers, huh? And we've got to go to Green Bay, but hey, regular season games count, man. Seeding and seeding uh, counts. That's why he's a Bills fan. I'm hoping that somehow Cleveland can upset Kansas City, Buffalo can you know beat Baltimore, and then suddenly Cleveland would go to Buffalo with the winner going to the Super Bowl. How crazy would that be? Let's bring in. Uh, let's go to. Uh, let's go to Chicago. Let's bring in Kevin right now. Kevin Goff. Kevin, the Rams uh, backer in Chicago, steps up, and what's going on, Kevin? How you doing?
3: What's up, Gabe? You know, I was—I didn't call in because I was a little bit in shape. I was a little bit uh, sh- embarrassed. I was embarrassed to call him. I was so so high on golf. I was defending him every chance I got. And what happened in that big play when they needed a first down? He did some little half-ass slide where he, he slid, didn't get the first down. You know, other quarterbacks, someone like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, they'll they'll go full force and get that first down. Jared Goff, he didn't get the first down. He did a little half-slide knee and came up short, and, and uh, Sean McVay let him have it on the sidelines. And I was like, wow, this is a dude I was defending all all season long, and that's how he repays me for and uh, But he redeemed himself. <laughs> he redeemed himself with this, this last weekend. He had a thumbless. He was thumbless. He had surgery. He went in there, came back, and he got the win. He didn't play great, but he played good enough. He relied on the defense. He made a couple good throws when he had to. So he kind of redeemed himself. But I, I don't think they're going to do anything. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to whoop up on them. And so it's probably going to be... Packers and the Bills. That's my prediction. What's your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, you know what? I agree actually with a lot of what you're saying uh, here. If you can, Matthias, yeah, you can't. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin's uh, joining us from the airport hangar right now, calling in. Um, so I tell you, Kevin, I, I'm, I'm with you. Listen, I defend golf all the time. I've defended him, and it seems like you're right. He got worse the more we defended him, uh, and then he, you know, if you look at his numbers, nine and nineteen, 155 yards and a touchdown you say well it's kind of kind of pedestrian but if you watch the game and look russell wilson was 11 to 27 that's the thing with goff he finds himself in these games and his numbers are bad yet so were tom brady's when he played against them, right so were russell wilson like the rams play in these ugly games often uh, but as far as golf is concerned, he made plays when he had to. That's the thing. He made the throws in the second half. He got the first downs. He moves the sticks. He makes good decisions. He's proved his toughness by playing through this. And But like you, Kevin, like you, they're screwed. I mean, out of all the matchups that they get, out of all the matchups that they get, going to Green Bay, and uh, it's going to be cold as well. It's going to be cold there. So I, I'm with you, Kevin. I like your honesty as well that you said you hung your head in shame and now you call in to gloat, but now you admit they're in big trouble. And I'm with you. At least we get to hang our hat on Goff got that playoff win. It is what it is. He's going to have to play better next year. I get it. Um, the Rams offense, though, it's not just Garrett, Jared Goff. It's their, It's a strange team, the, the Rams. You know, like they're – one thing with the Rams, though, they can play different styles of football than I like. That's one thing I like about them. They can win a smash mouth game. Look, this game turned into a higher scoring game. They won the game 30 to 20. So the Rams, you know, like I said, if the Rams weren't playing the Packers, I think they could have a chance of winning and go to the conference championship game. But the fact that they're playing the Green Bay Packers, out of all the matchups that they get, it's a bad, it's a bad football matchup for them. And, and, you know, the weather aspect of this. And, you know, last week I was saying, oh, you know, the weather stuff is overrated. And it is. How many people took the under? Thanks for the call, Kevin. How many people took the um, the under in in the Buffalo game thinking, well, you know, it's going to be bad weather? And I told you guys, 28 degrees is not bad weather. And, yeah, it was 28 degrees. It was like blinding sun in Buffalo. So, like, it wasn't cold, you know what I mean, because of the sun. And, yeah, there was a bit of wind and stuff, but the game still went over the number, right? Now, as far as Green Bay is concerned, this is a little bit different. You're talking about the L.A. Rams, who haven't been a good cold-weather team in the past. They don't play a ton of cold-weather games, the Rams, but when they have, they've struggled. And looking ahead right now to Saturday's weather forecast, it's going to be 25 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour winds. 25 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour winds. They do catch a little bit of a break, though, don't they? Like, you know, the league is doing... The league is doing Los Angeles a little bit of a solid there in which it obviously would have been colder in prime time, right? It could could have been pretty cold in prime time um, on Saturday night. The temperature could dip. Now, this is just the preliminary weather forecast. uh, You know how many times? uh, Look, dude, we're checking in with the weather now. So it's night one. We're checking in with the weather now. And we'll check in throughout the week and watch how the forecast changes. And I'm not throwing anyone in the bus for it. Weather patterns change, clouds and whatever, and all that other crap. Um, it changes, but we'll keep our eye on this. But just for the record, right now it's going to be twenty-five degrees, twenty-five degrees in Green Bay, uh, mostly cloudy, ten mile an hour winds. It's not ideal for the Rams. Not ideal for a quarterback with a thumb issue. It's going to be cold as hell. Um, you know, on the field, like well, you know, his, his thumb hits a helmet and stuff like that. Like, Goff is definitely playing through pain right now. He's sucking it up. And it's very difficult, but they got it done. I, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, actually, though, was Seattle and their suckiness. You know, like, we play that clip. Uh, yeah, well, that, that team sure did suck last night. They were the suckiest team ever. That's Seattle, man. Like, what are they doing? Like, what are, what are the Seattle... What are, what, are they, what are you guys doing? Like, what, what are you doing, Pete Carroll? What, what are you guys doing with, like, Russell Wilson. Like, you guys, do you want to win? Are you trying to win? Do you guys really, like, ever want to win a Super Bowl again? Do you want to get back to a Super Bowl again? I mean, like, they, they, the play calling of the Seattle Seahawks is terrible. It's the same crap all the time. And and yeah, uh, on Saturday, it was even worse. Like, they always just do nothing, and then, like, with seven minutes left, they ask Russell Wilson to save their ass. It's like, you know, they'd be better off letting Russell Wilson call the damn plays. Bring it.
1: Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: you're listening to a different kind of sports talk we're not just talk about sports but talk about sports you can use get the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network my name's bobby and i am an addict hey bobby you know you folks aren't here because you're gamblers you are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. All
0: right, late night, you. your master class continues. I am Shout out to everybody tuning in on all of our AM radio affiliates. Shout out to everybody kicking it. Sirius XM, channel 204. Ian Cameron will join us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we'll get Bob Bano's uh, thoughts on the... Um, on the opening numbers I hear. We're just kicking the tires on this stuff. All right. Uh, so uh, who's on hold right now, Matthias? Is uh, and uh, We'll roll the dice. We'll, we're, all right. We had uh, Mark as well. Um, all right. Have your finger on the button, get ready, although it might be a different dude for all I know. Rayshon steps up and in. All right. What's up, Baltimore? Yo, Allah. Love- Yo, what's up?
4: Hello. Yo, what do you think about that Ravens game today? Do well, I think of
0: the Ravens game today, what'd I, I picked them to win.
4: Yeah, I mean what I say. I, I said we're going to be – Yeah, I mean, I said we're going to come in the playoffs and win. I said we're going to win out and I said we're going to win in the playoffs and here we are. Ravens versus the Bills is a, you know, clash of two titans, you know, no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> this is what I think. I think the Ravens you know, where the game at? Is the game at Buffalo?
0: Yeah, the game's in Buffalo.
4: I, well, Ravens going to march in Buffalo, stop them, and then go on. And Bills are going to be sorry with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Because, you know, Lamar does what he does. He stepped up today, down 10 nothing. He said, no big deal. And he said... I'm going to put it to him back and win. And that's exactly what happened. And I don't think the Bill's sorry-ass defense can handle it.
0: Well, we'll see. All right, Rayshon. Thanks for the call. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Better than last time. He uh, didn't, you know, there was no F-bombs. <laughs> it's a game in Buffalo. No. No, no, a game in Buffalo. No, it's in Boston. They're playing the game in Boston. Uh, they're playing the game in Boston. Yeah, once he said sorry-ass defense, then I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's got to go. So that, that's it. Sorry-ass defense, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Where are they playing? In Boston. That's where the game is. Um, all right, I think we're done with the phones right now. Let's Lisa. If, if, if you know, women only from now on. That's our new policy. We're <laughs> women, women only. All right. Line two is it? Is Ariel Epstein? Is that Ariel on line two right now? She wants to call in and say that the uh, the Bills are sorry ass. Listen. He is right though about one thing. I'll give him. I'll give him that. It is a great quarterback matchup between Lamar Jackson and um, Josh Allen, and two two quarterbacks were taken in the in the same round. And let's um, let's give credit. You know, I was thinking about this earlier uh, with Baker Mayfield actually, in which you know I've been critical of Baker Mayfield, but at the same point in time, I tip my cap to him right now, and uh, I publicly acknowledge, hey, great job, Baker, and. You know, you look at all these quarterbacks that were drafted, guys. So in that you had Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield uh was what first overall, Sam Darnold was what third overall, and then it was Josh Allen to the Bills, and then Lamar Jackson went late. So basically, all all you know all those quarterbacks have actually produced. You know, Lamar Jackson has produced big time, obviously, but he's produced big time. You know, he's only won one playoff game in his life. Same with Josh Allen, though. Look, you know, year three, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. So all these, all these teams that took these quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks in the future have worked out, except for Sam Darnold. Except for Sam Darnold with the Jets. There, there's been no success there. Is that Sam Darnold's fault? Yeah, partially. Yeah, I don't know, though. I, you know, Joe Montana could be on the New York Jets, and they're the Jets. It just, it is what it is, but... Speaking of, they're the Jets. Hey, uh, hey Schuster, hey Smith, Schuster. Well, they you know at the end of the day, they're they're just the Browns, right? The Browns are just the Browns, right? As uh, Schuster says, it's like, dude, like you, you got to shut up, bro, you got to stop dancing on the field. You got to stop dancing on people's logos. You got to keep your mouth shut, Schuster. You know, it's funny because you were the anti- Antonio Brown. Right? When Antonio Brown, like, you know what I mean? Antonio Brown even said, yeah, keep sucking up the Ben Roethlisberger or whatever. But Schuster has, like, veered off into this other path. I don't know what it is with wide receivers on the Steelers. That they start off normal, and then they all become head cases. But I'm not saying Schuster's a full head case yet. He dropped a lot of balls this year. Dropped a lot of balls this year. And, you know, he upset. He was upsetting his team. And, and the other teams he was working out and like dancing on the other teams logos before the game and stuff all the time i don't know what it is what is it with these punks in the nfl nowadays with the logo stuff like have some respect for the league that you play in all right have some respect for the organizations you're playing against all right if you want to talk smack about a player on another team go ahead but go on twitter and do it do you know what i mean but you know, like the 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 logo stuff is just you know I find it ridiculous. The logo the logo stuff is just um, is dumb. But yeah, so remember, Smith Schuster said, uh, you know, last week, uh, they're just the Browns, right? Bunch of uh, gray nameless, uh, you know, gray faces. You know, nothing under those helmets. At the end of the day, said so they have a couple of good players, but at the end of the day, they're just the you know, it's still just the Browns. Well, the Browns went in there and just kicked the crap out of you, bro. So it, it, just the Browns, huh? Yeah, it was just just the Browns, all right. What an ambush job. What an ambush job. 48.37. And you know, it, it really is fitting, isn't it though, that that the Browns last playoff appearance was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I remember it it was actually it was actually on a Sunday night as well. Like it wasn't like the day game. It was like the night game. It's amazing how like you know, just we come like you know nearly 20 years later and you know, the Browns are playing the Steelers on a Sunday night and that time the Browns had a 24-7 lead and they ended up losing the game 36-33. So, long story short, next time the Browns play the Steelers in the playoffs, I'm taking the over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next time, next time, uh, next time they play, I'm taking the over. So Cleveland, Cleveland now get Kansas City and we were talking about it earlier, so they're getting 10 points and. Kansas City, Kansas City are obviously the team to beat. They're the champions, and you're the champions until you're not the champions. But for all of their greatness, for all of their greatness, the, the 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 Chiefs play close games in the playoffs. They play close games in the playoffs. They always have. Like, look back to last year, and, you know, it's hard to remember everything all the time, exact scores and stuff, but... Yeah, what was it? It was 24 nothing against Houston. What was Tennessee up on them? Tennessee was up 17 nothing or t- it, was, it was at least 10 0. Tennessee might have been 10 0. And um, and I you know it was 24 0 Houston. You know, like they got punched in the mouth early in a couple of playoff games, came back the Super Bowl last year, and you know, it was last year's Super Bowl. So they've only played at one Super Bowl, and they were pretty tight. They were pretty tight. Now, I would I would have to concede that Kansas City gets to the Super Bowl this year. They'll probably be better in the Super Bowl, right? It's tough. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you haven't played in the Super Bowl before, you haven't gone through the media week stuff and all that type of craziness, it's, you know what I mean? You're not used to it. It throws you off, and you get caught up in the moment, right? You, you, get, you get caught up in the moment. And you saw like San Francisco had had guys that have been um, in Super Bowls before. You know, their coach and Jimmy G. Like, they've had guys that had been, you know, around that atmosphere. And they handled it pretty well. I mean, you look. I mean, San Francisco should have won the freaking football game, right? Just say like Shanahan, for whatever reason, he got conservative like he did against, uh, uh, like he did in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots when he was the coordinator of the Falcons. So kansas city are beatable they are beatable all right like they're it's they're they're not invincible now the question is are the cleveland browns the team to do it and i like a lot about what cleveland brings to the table here i like the fact that the cleveland browns are playing 100 percent with house money right now there's no there was a little pressure on the browns today like there was you know what i mean there was pressure on the browns today to beat a, a Steeler team that owns you you haven't won a playoff game in forever. If the Browns would have lost today, oh, same old Browns. Oh, they can't win in the play. You know what I mean? That was a, there was pressure on the Browns today. Now there isn't. The Browns have had a great year now. Whatever happens, the Browns have had a great year, great season, uh, You know, great future. You're, now you get to go to Kansas City and, and play with uh, house money. And although there is a tendency for the teams that have the bye week to make it, to the Super Bowl historically it is an advantage you know and basically I don't it's not the home field stuff it's basically an advantage because you only have to play two games you're only playing two games to get to the Super Bowl other teams have to play three so you know mathematically um you know your chances obviously you know get better but with that being stated Joe Lisi brought it up earlier and I think it's a fair point that You never really know, there's always that concern, isn't there? When a team hasn't played in a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Things change in football sometimes. It's like, wow, what's going on? Like, Man, they're just not in sync. And not only that, but they didn't play well or really try in the last couple of games of the year. Like the Kansas City Chiefs haven't, like, dialed it up in a little while. You know, on the other side, we'll take a look at their schedule. Like, when's the last time the Chiefs really said, all right, yeah, we're into this thing and let's go go get it? I don't know. It seems like they've been sort of sleepwalking for a while. Now they've got to flick the switch. You've got a Cleveland Brown team that can run the football cover to town. Late night anger match that class continues. Bring it.
1: You're listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all you can listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against
0: the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh,
3: I thought the generals were due! He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed.
0: They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late Night Anger Max Class continues. I am Gable for FC. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down, including the Degenerates in the late night hours, including Ian Cameron, Babano, who will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll get Babano's uh, thoughts on the opening numbers, our Sunday night uh, line report, get to Babano's thoughts on the opening numbers and the national championship game. Uh, a lot of props uh, I want to share with you. FanDuel's got a full list of props uh, up uh, for the title game on uh, Monday night. Uh, a couple of other things, though, going on in the sports uh, world. Never really talked about Harbaugh's contract extension too much. He's taken a pay cut as far as the extension is concerned moving forward uh, four years. Um, I, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, and I don't have a problem uh, with it. You know, the thing is, Michigan aren't as bad. They weren't. They're not as bad as, like, it's made out to be. They just can't beat Ohio State. But the thing is, nobody can beat Ohio State right now, including, I think we're going to find out tomorrow, Alabama. I think Ohio State's going to win this game outright, guys. I think Ohio State's going to win this game outright. And if they don't, whatever. They're going to lose like 48-45 in a classic thriller type thing. Ohio State are going to like atone. They're going to to look good. Like Ohio Ohio State's going to bring it on Monday night. But just quickly, as far as Michigan is concerned with Harbaugh, number one, now, listen, they did regress, all right. It was bad. Like when I said they're not as bad as you think, they were they were bad this year on the field. they they was a bad it was a bad team. It was a bad team that they had. They were out coached. They just you know what I mean, it, it, it was it was not a good football team. Their will was broken. like they just had their will broken this football team this year. You know they they got off to the the you know they got off the season with the win against Minnesota, and it appeared as a thought, hey, look, maybe man, maybe Michigan are pretty good this year. But the thing is, no, Um, Minnesota were just that bad this year. Minnesota were just that bad. And the thing is, though, he does a good job recruiting. He doesn't do a good job coaching them up for whatever reason, which is pretty crazy because Harbaugh is a good coach. So I don't have a problem with this. Listen, if they're terrible... If they suck for another two years, he'll be gone anyways, right? But my deal is, who are you going to hire? You had no one like waiting in the wings, and and another thing is, is you know, Harbaugh can't coach. It's sort of like a quarterback. You can't. It can't be like a deal where oh, if he doesn't win this week, is he going to get fired? Oh, if he doesn't win this week, oh, he won this week. Oh, the Harbaugh watch. Oh, no, no okay. And, you know, you can't coach like that. You, you can't recruit like that. Like, basically, that's the thing, too, people don't understand. When A lot of people, like, thought I'd be upset. Oh, Harbaugh. No. How the hell are you going to recruit a kid? How are you going to recruit a kid? And, and if the kid's like, I don't know, is Harbaugh even going to be here? Like, who's the coach? Is he leaving for the NFL? Like, no, they have to send a message that, no, no, he's. you know what I mean? This, everything is solid. He's not going anywhere. So I don't have a problem with giving Harbaugh a couple of more years. Uh, a couple of more years. I just, you know, we talked about it with Joe Lisi. I just wanted to uh, bring it up again, though. Damn, man. Heineke. Uh, Taylor Heineke. We you know, we were talking about it earlier in which we were saying NFL teams don't like admitting they're wrong, right? Like, you know, like Jerry Jones and the coaching hires and general managers will stick with players. You know, they don't want to admit they're wrong. We've seen some instances where they, they do and they're like, okay, we got this wrong, you know, like, you know, with Dwayne Haskins, etc. But, there's like a a hesitancy to to give a guy like Heineke the starting job, and I sort of get it in a way. You know, you, basically we're not saying, hey, yeah, he, you know, he's clearly the starter next year because of the way he played in one game. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You also have to ask yourself, all right, why is it like? Are, are all these NFL guys that wrong? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? I think they are. I actually think they are. I think they're just idiots and. I'm not saying they're idiots, but I mean they don't know. They they're throwing darts like with the NFL draft and and players, but like think of like Heineke, a couple of weeks ago, guys. This guy was in college, like trying to you know finish his degree and stuff. And like in smart stuff too, like you know you know robotic mathematics or something like that. It was a pretty deep course, like stuff, right? Like the guy wasn't even in football, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, he started a game for Carolina before. He's Ron, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera likes the guy. But evidently, like, look, Ron Rivera is like the only guy that likes this guy, evidently. Because, you know, he's not in the NFL. You know, and he gets signed by Ron Rivera. So, and listen, he is only six feet or so. They say six one, but he's small. He's not that big. He's 210 or whatever. I get it. So, you know, that's... But basically, they'll ask themselves. They'll say, yeah, he played really good game, and he's all right, but... Why is it that, you know what I mean? What, is every one of these coaches wrong? But it's pretty crazy. Think of all, like, the teams that needed a quarterback and stuff. And think of all the teams that have gotten quarterbacks wrong. And here's this dude just steps onto the field and lights it up. Right? This guy just steps onto the field and, and lights it up. It's so I stated, it makes you wonder how many other football players there are out there, quarterbacks out there, that if you just gave them a chance... But the, the thing is, guys like this, the only way they get the chance is by default. Right? Like the that's the only reason keep played. They were out of bodies. So it's like, all right, we'll give this kid a chance. We don't really have a chance, you know, a choice. Right? Like they don't do it voluntarily. That's the thing. Look at John Walford. John Walford played, you know, he played well enough. He helped them get into the playoffs. Helped him get into the playoffs. All right, so I want to get back to all the props and everything. And, you know, I want to get into the national championship game. But um, I see that the PGA, the PGA of America has pulled the PGA championship from Trump's uh, Bedminster golf club in New Jersey. Now, if you're Donald Trump right now, this guy, like, is... They better, like, they better literally change, like, the nuclear codes and stuff, because this dude's going to snap soon. I mean, all right, he lost the election. One thing, that's one thing, you know. He's going to, you know, man, he's really going to regret not just, you know, losing the election normally, and he could be on NBC and, like, The Apprentice and, like, whatever, right? But because of what happened last week... Man, like, he really has tarnished his brand. Like, I'm just talking, I'm not talking politically. I'm just talking about, like, moving forward. And so, what does he love, all right? He loves Twitter, right? He loves talking smack on Twitter. He loses his Twitter account. He loses Facebook. So, he's lost his social media, like, rage platforms. And what else does he love the most? His resorts, his golf courses, right? His golf courses. And the PGA Championship. Like a big time tournament, the major, the PGA Championship was going to be played there in 2022, next year, and uh, the PGA had like a uh, an emergency vote and they basically said, there's no way in hell we're going to Trump's bed ministers golf course next year. And they don't even hide it. Like they, they here's their statement. They basically stated, yeah, we're not, we don't want to be associated. <laughs> they basically said, they said it's a detriment. We're not playing there. Like they basically came out. So, Trump's bed minister had been the scheduled host since 2014. Think about that. This is his big culmination, 2014. Um, but PGA of America President Jim Richardson spoke out following the president's incitement of violence ahead of an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. It had become clear that of a PGA championship at Trump bed minister would be, a detriment, would be detrimental to the PGA of America brand and would put at risk the PGA's ability to deliver our many programs and sustain the longevity of our mission. Our board has thus made the decision to exercise to terminate the contract to hold the 2022 PGA Championship at Trump uh, Bed Minister. It was a decision made to ensure that the PGA of America and PGA professionals can continue to lead and grow our game for decades to come. Like, you couldn't be like more insulting. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're Trump, like, how how is Trump going to take this? I'm going to tell you how he's taking it. He's going to sue, and they're threatening. They're 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 already announced. We're su- we're suing the PGA. So, like, you know, man, like, man, they were looking forward to this. They were looking forward to that major tournament. Trump was at his golf course, and basically, the PGA is coming out and saying, "Yeah, we don't want to be associated with you because it's going to hurt our brand. It's going to hurt our brand." So, you know. Losing, I swear to God, I think he's going to be more pissed off about this than he is losing the election. Like, this, I can't imagine. Like, I I wouldn't want to be, like, the dude, man, that brings him, like, a cold diet, a cold Coke right now. Trump likes fast food. Man, if he doesn't like the Burger King he got, I wouldn't want to be around him right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, I, I'll tell you that. Like I said, like, he's losing all of his toys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, like... And from a financial standpoint, his brand is very, it's hurt. Like, PGA, like, this is golf. They don't even want to be associated with him now. It's not the first time, though, that this has happened. Uh, they moved, they, they once moved a tournament from the Trump National in Doral in Florida. And they, they moved it to Mexico, if you remember, the, the irony there. So, well, we'll say what you will about the PGA, Right. You know, are the PGA some sort of moral beacon and high ground? No. But, you know, the PGA is about money. And the only thing I will, I will credit the PGA on this is it wasn't like some legal mumble-jumble, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Their statement. No, they basically came out and said, no, nah, it's going to hurt the sport of golf if we play there. And it's going to tarnish the PGA brand if we play there. So that's um, pretty strong, strong words uh, right there. A spokesperson for the Trump Organization. Um, No name, a spokesperson. We have had a beautiful partnership with the PGA of America and, and, and are incredibly disappointed with their decision. This is a breach of a binding contract, and they have no right to terminate the agreement. As an organization, we have invested many, many millions of dollars in the 2022 PGA Championship at Trump National Golf Club. We will continue to promote the game of golf on every level and remain focused on operating uh, the finest golf courses anywhere in the world. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, the PGA can cancel it, right? It's their It's their event. They can. they can, and they just did, right? They can and they just did. Uh, one of the associates uh, of um, of the PGA, PGA of America, CEO Seth uh, Seth Waugh, I, I, I apologize for any uh, pronunciation. Uh, we find ourselves in a political situation, but not of our making, he says. We're fiduciaries of our members, for the game, for our mission, for our brand. How do we best protect that? Our feeling was given the tragic events on Wednesday that we could no longer hold an event at Bedminster. The damage could have been irreparable. Uh, the only real course of action to take was to leave. Our decision isn't about speed and timing. What matters most to our board and leadership is protecting our brand and reputation and the ability for our members to lead the growth of the game, which they do uh, through so many powerful programs in so many communities. Well, I guess they couldn't be more clear. It's like, what's up? Can you be clear with me? We don't want to be associated with you. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, we don't like you. (laughs)
1: Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. <laughs>
1: There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: Three minute warning. Level two. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Bretzi. Uh, so, of course, uh, we talked about this uh, earlier with uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. I think they're nameless gray faces. They do have a couple of good players on their team, but at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns, uh, said uh, Smith-Schuster earlier this week. And I brought this up, and I said, what are you, a moron? Like, just shut up, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Don't don't insult the other team uh, before the football game. And especially, like like, you're not... Like, the Steelers haven't won in a while. You've never done anything, Schuster. Like, you don't have the, like, you, the Browns and the Browns. Jarvis Landry is better than you are. Odell Beckham is better than you are. Like, you're mocking a team, basically, that is better than you. Like, that's, you know, that's like the stupid thing about this. Nameless gray faces. I don't know. Jarvis Landry is not really a nameless gray face. But he says, I don't know, they have a few, a couple of good players. They have a lot of good players. Is Nick Chubb a good player? Yeah, I'd say Nick Chubb's a pretty good player. He's better than any of your running backs. Their backup running back, Kareem Hunt, is also better than any of your running backs. So, all right, right there, yeah, that's a couple of good players. Um, Hal Baker Mayfield is better than Ben is at this stage of their careers. Um, Miles Garrett, like, I don't know, like, just, you're, you're, you're an idiot. Like, if if anything, you can, you know, you can say, oh, you know, Cleveland, we always beat them or whatever. But to say that they're nameless faces, they're stocked. They, uh, Miles Garrett is, like, one of the top defensive players in the NFL. Like I could go on, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like Denzel Ward, like I could go on, like they have good players at every position this team. Like he's just, I don't know, it was just stupid of him, so. Um, I said that Baker Mayfield was cool on the field after, and he was, but now we're seeing the video pop up, and I got no problem with this, but Baker Mayfield basically, you know, in the tunnel, you know, on the same, There's, a, he's going to be a gift now. You know, like, you like that? You like that? Kirk Cousins? Uh, basically, Baker Mayfield in his tunnel was yelling towards the Steelers. The Browns is the Browns, huh? The Browns is the Browns. Late night anger match. The class continues. Bring it.
1: You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.